this is the profession podcast where we're going to be discussing the profession of social work here in Uganda, its impacts, achievements, and also ups and downs, plus hearing from the different social work practitioners on the different challenges that have been addressed and those that have not yet been addressed and what solutions do they have to overcome the challenges that have not yet been addressed. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to yet again another episode of the Profession Podcast. And uh, this is your host, Tenyo Jim Owen, that is speaking. And on today's podcast, I have brought back a lady that was once here, a lady that talked about her personal life a little bit, who gave us a little bit of light of her personal life. And uh, this lady is an author, she's a linguist, and uh, she falls in that type of category. And this lady is Veronica Mirembe. By the way, um, the approach of this podcast is Q&A. In other words, it's a question and answer approach. And uh, here you're going to hear her, you know, answer questions on bipolar, you know, her defining for us what it is and breaking down the different types of bipolar that she wrote about in her book, Hope and Midist Bipolar. So those of you who have not yet read the book, yeah it's there on amazon and you can go get it and um basically today uh i bring her back for that reason you know to break it down for us and as social workers like you know me myself and others out there yeah this is the reason and this podcast is now for you and for all those people you know who do not know what bipolar is yeah she's the expert here and she's going to define for us and also give us you know a little bit of uh reflection on how her life was and what experiences she has gone through so sit back and relax and enjoy the episode and also learn a lot from it because this podcast is going to be you know uh, a podcast that is full of lessons so just sit back and listen to what she's going to say in this podcast. Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Veronica Nabikolo Namata Mirembe Buanika. Um, I'm here to advocate for mental health through sensitizing, creating awareness of different disorders like bipolar affective disorder. Bipolar affective disorder is a mental health disorder where one is either manic or depressive. Let me begin by sharing what bipolar affective disorder is. Bi- Bipolar affective disorder is a mental health disorder where one has an elevated mood and when they do things that are kind of um, kind of funny. So that elevated mood is what we call mania. And when after experiencing a manic attack, you realize someone realizes what they've been doing is funny. Some of these things evolve on things like anger. Someone may fight. Someone may bite. Someone may do all things that are a bit not a, a, a real person does and after getting into that state they feel they're ashamed and that's how they go into what they call a depressive state. Bipolar means two because it's bi so there are two poles. One is either manic or depressive. So let me clarify more about the different types of bipolar. There's bipolar one disorder. Bipolar one disorder is caused by genetics and it's the kind of bipolar I was diagnosed with at the age of 14. I've been on psychiatric medication for the last 20, this is a 20 
21st, 21 years. Yeah. That's bipolar one disorder and it's more to do with like genetics. Like it is, it, it revolves in the family, someone in the family has it. It may not be someone in the immediate family, but someone down behind your genes. Because I realize personally in my family, no one has it that is so close to me, but I have relatives that have suffered from it. Then there is bipolar, bipolar 2 disorder. Bipolar 2 disorder is, is a type of bipolar where someone is using alcohol and alcohol, drug and substance abuse and is using, and that's how they get their bipolar. They're like doing alcohol and drugs. Then after get, they realize they're doing funny things. They get into depression and they need to be on medication. There is bipolar caused by stress. That kind of bipolar is also there. Then there is bipolar called cyclothemic bipolar. Cyclothemic bipolar is a type of bipolar caused due to weather. For example, someone travels to the US, they haven't been used to the weather conditions and they get, and the brain gets a bit disorganized. Then there is bipolar caused by HIV and AIDS. For example, someone is not on their ARVs, they're living with HIV, but that is what they call bipolar caused by HIV and AIDS. Then there is bipolar caused by old age. So that is also a kind of bipolar. Then there is bipolar, there is bipolar caused by uh, using other drugs, eh? Like someone has been on drugs like diabetic drugs, hypertension drugs, and it disorganizes their brain. So that is also a kind of bipolar that, yeah. So basically, those are the different types of bipolar I can identify so far that I, as a bipolar patient for the last 21 years, I have been able to find out. Okay, for me, I have a question for you yeah. as, as, as a person, because we are now going broad a little bit yeah. and digging deeper within mental health. Now, yeah. we've talked of, or you've talked of bipolar that is, um, uh, comes in with age. Uh, usually at what age does it affect maybe men and women in general? I really won't say I'm certain about the age, mm. but you realize as someone gets old, I think they experience something called, is it amnesia? Okay. It's something people get because of old age. Mm. And I won't say at such an age, but you realize at times, well, you really, we really see this bipolar with our grandparents and what, like they have memory loss. So that kind of bipolar in regards to old age is, is more to do with memory loss and what. And then someone starts doing things that are uncoordinated, mm. but that's also a kind of bipolar. So does it also involve uncoordinated speech? Yeah, it does a lot of uncoordinated speech. A person may be seeing things they don't understand because what whatever bipolar is, it is like, it's like, I will say personally, it's a spirit of confusion because personally for the years I have had bipolar, I realize it's more of a spirit of confusion. Mm. For example, let me give this last episode that brought me to Botabika recently. I got, uh, I, I was so convinced my mom is bewitching me. My mom loves me very much. But mm -hmm. I was brought to hospital and I was telling her, mommy, you're bewitching me. Because in, 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 in my real sense, the way my mom has looked after me, the way she has nurtured me, the way she has paid my hospital bills, I don't think my mom can bewitch me. But you realize at times there's a chemical imbalance in the brain. Are we together? Yeah. There's a chemical imbalance in the brain and you need a medication 
to really to really help your brain work and you come back to order because i realized for example i was telling my mom she's bewitching me mm. i was telling my sisters they are bewitching me but in the actual sense they love me very much they want to come and be so like i'm that's what i'm trying to tell you even in old age a person may experience this bipolar and it's not that what they're speaking is reality mm. but there's a chemical imbalance in the brain so <coughs> do you um Okay, have you got this kind of uh, discrimination here that for like, see like as a threat in any society or any environment where you are, yeah. be it a workplace or even relatives, or yeah. you know, so I believe social support is so very important. Yeah. Have you got into that? Wow, thank you very much. I think that's a very, very nice question. You know, when you have this disorder, I won't say it's my disorder because bipolar is just a tag. Just like someone can have diabetes, someone can have hypertension, cancer, HIV. These are just tags. So I won't say my bipolar. No, 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 no. Mm. When you have this disorder, you realize society stigmatizes you. Personally, where I stay, everyone knows that girl is beautiful, but she runs mad. A hearing. Yeah. And I want to really encourage patients. I don't know if I said it in my last podcast. Mm. When you read Proverbs 29, verse, it's, it's 29, verse 25. 25. It says, people's opinions should be none of your business. Let me give a personal story. The way I used to get my bipolar attacks, I would be so convinced that I'm getting married and I would run after a man. And it so happened whenever I got a job, for example, I because I've done over eight international contracts, I'm just 34 years. Whenever I would get a job, I would I would get this feeling I'm getting married, I'm what, and get excited. And the elevated mood comes in. Mm. So I would run after a man. I would organize wedding meetings. I would put people in WhatsApp groups. You know, I'm getting married and what. But in the actual sense, it's just a workman. It's just a colleague. It's just a friend, you know. But what am I showing you? I got a lot of rejection from society where people wouldn't want to be around me. Even I saw it with my own relatives. People blocked my WhatsApp numbers. She's sending us things that are of zoobies, eh? you understand? Mm. So there's this rejection that comes with these disorders where people look at you as a threat. To me, they weren't doing a threat. I'm going to do it anything but to them because I've never been violent. But there's this rejection that even comes from your own people. You find even like a real sister is blocking your WhatsApp number. Because let me give another example. Whenever I, I got these relapses, I, I'm a very good writer. I like writing. I'm an author. I've written a number of books. So you would realize I'm always writing, writing. I'm speaking to you. It's about sexual purity and what. So those bipolar manic attacks would come in such a way. I'm overwriting, I'm sending people messages, people would block me. I found myself being blocked by the people I love mm. and I got lots of rejection. Because at times I would try to explain to them it wasn't Veronica, it was something else doing it, you understand? Yeah. But they wouldn't listen. But you know in life, eh? whoever is known for you, whoever walks away, you have to leave them. Because there are some of these relationships I try to ask people 
forgive me, I've done it unknowingly. You know that psychological torture you go through. You're trying to apologize to people. I wasn't in my normal state and what. But the world chooses to reject you. But I want to encourage patients out there. You know, most especially for going through mania. You know, when you go through mania, you're doing things that are out of your control. And people will look at you, the world will laugh. People won't want to associate with you. But let me encourage people. When you read Isaiah 49, 16, it says God has you in the palm of his hands. And he's always watching over you. It doesn't matter who has left you. When you read the Bible in Romans 8 from chapter 35, it says, what can separate me from the love of Christ? Is it the shame I'm going through? And we have to understand, if Jesus Christ went through shame at the cross, where he was beaten, he was ridiculed, who are you that you won't go through that shame? Mm. You understand? So let's not allow that shame define us, but let it define us. Okay. Yes. So me as a person, um, I just want to bring this into a picture also. Let's talk about... The road to recovery. The road to recovery. I think it's 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 a greater thing. How how has it um affected your health, like mentally, mentally? Because the road to recovery, I can say it's 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 um it can be tough at the start, but as you're proceeding, it later becomes a smooth one. Yeah. So how has it uh improved your health mentally? Okay, thank you very much. It's very good to also be positive and talk about the road to recovery. Let me first talk about the different medications I have used over the years. Okay. Um, I began with a medication called lithium carbonate. Um, I used a medication called haloperidol injection. Mm. I used a medication called sodium valporate. I used a medication called risperidone. I used a medication called fluoxetine. Fluoxetine was mainly for depression. I used a medication called um, hello, clopiso. Mm. Apparently, I'm, I'm using clopiso injection. Yeah. yeah, basically, those have been the medications I've been using. And the reason why I've mentioned them is to just show people every patient has different medications they use because you, our body types are different. Eh? Mm. So you realize there were some medications I was using, they were bringing me different side effects. I would be so drowsy. So I would I have to sit down with my psychiatrist and discuss what medication works for me. Yeah. So I realized, for example, when I took haloperidol injection, I stabilized for a very good time. In fact, I asked people who have mania to really use. I, I advise... Eh? Uh, people have money to use haloperidol. Haloperidol is more of a mood stabilizer. It won't work on the depression part, but it really does well with mania. So it really helped me recover steadily. And I think I can talk about the road to recovery. One, you have to really fight with resilience. You have to speak to yourself. Because if you don't speak to yourself, no one is going to speak to you. However much you see a social worker, however much you see a psychiatrist and a psychologist, these people are just there to give you support, but they are known to what you're going through. As a person, learn to love yourself. You have never chosen to be bipolar. You have never chosen to be schizophrenic. You have never chosen to be HIV. HIV, HIV, HIV at times, it's a choice because of the kind of life you lead. 
but there are certain sicknesses where you have not chosen. And it's like I tell people who laugh at people who are mentally challenged. How can you laugh at a person? Because everyone, as long as you're living in this body, you are susceptible to a mental health attack. Never laugh at anyone who is mentally challenged. I tell people, let me give a very good example. It's not that I'm laughing, but I'm using it as an example. I have a workmate I one time found, a colleague I found, I was doing Chinese in some institute in Uganda. And this person kept on, I got these money attacks, and I was running after him, you're getting married to me, you're getting married to me. And this person made me public shame. You're ugly, you, you, are, you, you are old, you're running after me, you know. He made me look ugly, you know. You're ugly, but I'm, am I really ugly? Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm telling patients, learn how to love yourself. What people think about you is none of your opinion or your business, you know? But think, and they have a right to their opinion because it's their opinion, which you have to respect, but you also have to respect your own opinion. So what am I saying? This person also lost a a wife, you understand? Mm -hmm. Because honestly speaking, I was running out, even I didn't know he's a married man because he never had a ring on his finger. And a spirit was telling me he's going to be your husband, he's marrying you. So this person makes me public shame. I couldn't go back for my Chinese classwork. Recently, I hear he also lost a what? A wife. A wife. And he's now into depression as well, you know? Mm. So what am I telling people? Never make anyone public shame. Because even the Bible speaks it in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Whatever you sow, whatever you sow, you have to what? To reap. Yes. So do not make people, and, and then lastly, about recovery, you have to, make, as you fight this battle of resilience, make sure you work on your body physically. Take lots of water. You know you're taking medication on a daily. Take lots of water. Make sure you're eating vegetables. Eat fruits, eh? Because remember, like, you're taking medication on a daily. Like, let me give an example. Myself, I take injections. At times, I have to be on, medic- like, psychotic drugs like aripiprazole and all those so make sure you're taking lots of water exercise many people have been made so big because of psychiatric medication don't feel bad about yourself exercise having a big body is not bad but are you working on it don't just sit on it because medication has made me eat no make sure you exercise that body and love yourself back to that question no. yeah uh, you talked about uh, the side effects that you need from uh, taking the medication yeah so how the side effects these medications bring lots of side effects the side effects i got i used to get so drowsy i would to shake i used to be like shaking shaking I used to, this is when I had even just begun in 2002 at 14 years, because I'm now 34. I used to have saliva, I used to drip out of my mouth. My eyes protruded because, you know, like as a zombie looks, eh? Mm. these medications bring that. Then the side effect I've gotten is like constipation. But let me show you how I've worked on some of this. For example, there is that thing, because mental health patients at times experience where they have lots of saliva. eh? There's a drug called Aten. Aten is given to reduce that, 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 that the coming of the saliva in the mouth. Mm. And for example, when my eyes protruded, I, had, I was seeing a physician and the medication he was giving me was in psychiatry. But when I came and saw a psychiatrist and, he, and the psychiatrist asked my parents, 
Uh, your daughter's eyes like that only just protruded. He gave me a medication that brought my eyes back to normal. Okay. So constipation, what I did, take lots of water. I made sure I take lots of water because apparently I'm taking an injection called clopiso. Clopiso is a very beautiful drug. It helps me do a lot of work. I do lots of projects, lots of projects. So it helps me like think, eh? not even thinking, but it helps me do my work very easily. Mm. Yeah, and it used to constipate me, but what I did, I take lots of water. Eh? I take lots of water. I eat lots of bananas. I eat lots of fruits. I eat vegetables. Instead of doing bread, I make sure I try like vegetables, bananas, and it's now no longer constipates me. So with the side effects that come with the drugs, it's up to you to know how to overcome them. The drug may make you very big because it brings lots of appetite. Make sure you exercise. Don't sit on that body because as you as you get that weight, you can even get other diseases out of it. Yeah. Okay, friends, that's all that we had for you on today's podcast. Since uh, I wanted to just make it a short episode, but hope you've learned a lot from it and uh, a lot of lessons have been drawn from it. I know. So find this podcast on both Google and Apple podcasts plus also spotify and also anchor as well and remember please send me any comments or voice messages on anchor and i'll be able to answer them on the coming podcast from me to you adios